All right, welcome back to the Kadash Podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And today we're going to be talking about repentance and conviction and um, how that helps us more or less understand um, the work of sin and the work of righteousness in our lives and how those kind of uh, tie hand in hand and help us um, grow in our relationship with Christ and help us um, emit this light that he calls us and be this salt that he calls us um, in our daily lives, right? So first we're going to jump into some prayer and then we'll go into the verses. Um, Awesome, God, I just pray that you illuminate our minds today, Lord. Help us meditate on your word and have an understanding of what it is that you're trying to reveal to us, Lord. Um, Help us learn to submit our lives and commit our ways to you um, by reading your word and help us uh, turn from whatever it is that we're experiencing in our lives that's binding us and keeping us chained up from experiencing um, the fullness of the gospel um, through your son, Jesus, that has called us right unto righteousness, Lord. And please help us have an understanding of the Holy Spirit's work within us to, um, to sanctify us, Lord, and free us from anything that um, the enemy is trying to keep us in chains for. Um, Lord, I pray over this upcoming generation, Lord, that, they just, that you just reveal your love to them so that they may go out and love others the way that you love them. May they learn um, and grasp to have a um, hate what you hate and a love what you love. May you put your heart, a new heart in them, in them O oh Lord, um, so that they may go out and uh, be all that you have called them to be. I say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so um, we're going to jump straight into Scripture. and. Um, we're going to be starting in John 16, 8. This is in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 16. All right, so we've spoken on this verse before where we talked about um, the advocate and how he testifies in us, um, the Holy Spirit, how he testifies in us, and that we've been in relationship with the Father by um, conforming us into the image of Christ, right? So further on down... um, this kind of talks about, you know, how this happens and stuff and whatnot. So we're in verse 8. It says, when he comes, so this is the Holy Spirit it's talking about. It says, when he comes, he will prove to the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay? We're going to stop there. So the Holy Spirit's going to come and prove to the world to be in the wrong. So that, that in my opinion, is conviction. That's how we have an understanding when someone comes and they preach the gospel to you and they say, you know, that um, we're sinners, we're in need of a Savior, and uh, through this Savior, not only are we, um, do we have a forever home in heaven, but He puts His very Spirit inside of us that gives us the ability to flee from sin and walk in righteousness and holiness and uh, be blameless, right, presented before God. Through the blood that was shed on the cross, that's what calls us um, clean, right? So how, how does it do this, right? It says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong. We as children of God need, you know, like the Bible says, we're supposed to be renewed. We're, we, we need to renew our mind and tra- be transformed, right? That's how this happens is being proved that we're wrong. It's almost, you know, how fathers, I guess you could say, um, you know, parent their children, right? You know, we tell them, um, you know, what, what it is that they're doing is wrong, why, they're, why what they're doing is wrong. 
you know, how to do that right. And then, hey, you know, I'm telling this because I love you and I care about you. And I know that these things that you're doing that are wrong are going to help you experience a lot of pain and not um, goodness, right? Without this conviction or with this conviction, it's almost like there's a veil that's being removed so that we may see rightly how our father sees, right? And uh, that we need a savior. And then we look to Jesus, right? And all that he was and who he is. And then he, in turn, through the Holy Spirit, he transforms us right now. Um, that's like this one thing that Upper Room's talking about right now is that, you know, the Father was the initiator of this redemption covenant, how Jesus was, um, Jesus executed it, right? And then the Holy Spirit um, applies it, which he comes into our lives and he applies that uh, redemption, this redeeming act uh, um, through us to the Father that we are redeemed in right relationship with him. And we start to commune with him and have relationship with him. We get to know him right through his word, through worship, through um, um, through prayer. We are conformed into his son, right? As we have relationship, it's like um, us having relationship with our father, right? Um, in the natural, right? You you build a relationship with him. You learn who who he is, and you learn um, you know, um, what it is that he wants you to do, right? By him telling us that, um, and and it's almost like if you're if you don't have a father, you don't you don't know and you don't understand, right? It takes, um, you know, us seeking him and him seeking us. Of course, um, then in turn we are um, we are trained up, right, in the way that we should go. So, um, like I said, conviction veil removed. We real recognize as a recognition that we need a savior. We look to Jesus and then He transforms us. So, let's go now to the the next verse that I have, and we're going to be in Second Corinthians three. Okay. 12 through 18 is what I have down. Let's see, 12. Okay. Okay, 2 Corinthians, boom, 3, 12. All right, so this says, therefore, okay, we're talking about, let's see, the, the beginning of this chapter says the greater glory of the new covenant. So this is explaining um, the covenant of, of, of Jesus, right, of grace, right? Okay, it says, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face to prevent Israelites from seeing the end of what is passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. Okay? It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with who with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with every increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So this is beautiful, right? Absolutely beautiful. This is basically what we we're just talking about right now, right? So let's go back to it. Okay, so we have such a hope. That hope is Jesus Christ. We are bold. So in, in him, he creates a confidence within us, right? That, that we know who we are and we know whose we are. So this, this, this we, we, we were given the ability to be this light, right? A, a veil, you know, basically is covering the light. It gives us this ability to be this, be this light, right? Just emitting out um, who we are in Christ, right? And it says, but their minds were made dull. 
Okay, so this is back then. It's talking about, in, in my uh, in my opinion, this is talking about unbelievers, right? Their minds don't have don't don't grasp this understanding. It says the same veil is remains when the old covenant is read. Which so this is this basically means that they're they're looking and pointing towards their works, right? That's what the old covenant was: was a covenant of works, right? It has not been removed. So after so that was works. Now we're in in the new covenant is the covenant of grace. Why? Because Christ, right? The Lord, you know, um, like the Bible says that God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? Um, so that was the covenant of grace. Through God's grace, he gave us his son, which makes us righteous in his eyes. We put on his righteousness and we are made right, right? It says it has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. So this veil isn't removed until we are in Christ, right? We, we receive him, right? Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. So even to this day, when they're looking to the old covenant, a veil even not only does it cover their um, doesn't it cover their mind, but it covers their hearts. So the ability for the word of God to be written on there, right? When it, but it says but. So this is our hope, right? This is more of our hope and our our boldness. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. So this is what comes with within us, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, so where. This new covenant, this covenant of grace is there is freedom. There is no, we are no longer having to work towards something. There's freedom. We're able to freely um, follow him and all of the, the, the old, the stuff that the old covenant tried to do, we do it in freedom. Okay. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. So this is through his glory, right? We, 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 we are transformed by loving him, right, right, and, and beholding his glory, his grace that was given to us through his son, Jesus, are being transformed into his image with every increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit, okay? So as we, as we look to him, like I talked about earlier, and he transforms, transforms us, it's through beholding, right, the Lord's glory through Christ, right, right? We can look all throughout here where it says, okay, so it says, only in Christ, Okay, so in Christ, we, we, hold on, so we behold the Lord's glory in Christ, and then we are being transformed. Okay, this is a big verse to just sit and meditate on and try to understand it, right? There's a lot of words or phrases or, or that we can connect and have an understanding of, of how this transformation happens, but it happens, it happens in Christ by beholding the Lord's glory right? And what he did. So let's go ahead and move on um, into Acts. We're going into Acts 2, and we're in 37 through 31. And guys, I'm just going through some stuff that I had written down um, last week, so I'm kind of almost like um, freestyling this one, just for the simple fact that I wrote this last week, and I don't think I've done a podcast in maybe a week and a half or so. But let's see. Acts 2... 37 through 41, right here. Okay. Oh, this is more about conviction, right? Okay. This is uh, Acts 2, 37. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So this is a... Um, this is a, let's see, it says Peter addresses the crowd. So this is when he's speaking to them, but this applies to us as well, right? So it says, when you hear this, this gospel message, right, we are cut to the heart where it almost, it, 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 it compels us to ask, what, what shall we do? Like he said, right? And, and this is how we do it. When we're convicted and we see this conviction that, um, that, that we are sinners and we need a savior, right? Because when we were born into, um, you know, Adam's death, right? The sin that he placed upon us in Christ, we are risen and we rise up with a new life. We are reborn. We are transformed. Um, that's like whenever Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says that you must be born again and in the flesh, right? Nicodemus doesn't understand this. And he's, you know, asking how, you know, do I, how can I go back into my mother's womb? But he doesn't have the understanding. This is something spiritual. This is something within that we are born into slavery to sin, but by Christ, we are born again, you know? And then what do we do? Oh my goodness. What do we do? We repent, right? Repent, repentance means not just asking for forgiveness, but turning from this, not doing it anymore, being committed, right? Through the Holy Spirit, we are given the power to um, to fight against the flesh, right? That's what, you know, you're still going to have these fleshly attacks, but through the spirit within you, from you receiving Jesus Christ, it's going to give you the power and the authority, like the Bible says, to trample on scorpions and snakes and all of the powers of the enemy, right? So be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You will receive the gift, right? This is a free gift, the Holy Spirit, right? And this promise isn't just for the Jews, this promise isn't just for the Gentiles, but it's for those who are, it says those who are all who are far off, right? And this means as far as far can be, there is, you are not too far gone to receive Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Spirit and walk in holiness and righteousness, okay? Recognize that. I know, you know, me, every, I know lots of people that have came from some corrupt um, backgrounds. He, it, it's, I feel like sometimes it's almost the brokenness that he, the broken ones that he uses the most to glorify him because there is no way we could, he just proves his glory in it in understanding that there's no way that we could have done this by ourselves, right? Um, coming from a place with, we didn't go to school for none of this stuff. We didn't, you know, you just receive the Holy Spirit and you start receiving knowledge and wisdom as you, as you start seeking him through his word. Um, you know, like the book of um, Proverbs says that, you know, we are to seek wisdom and knowledge and not, um, rest and 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 sit in our folly that is the the flesh, right? Um, okay, he he warned them. He pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. It's almost like back in the days of 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 the Old Testament. There was it was so corrupt. If you look back, you know, whenever it comes to people having multiple concubines, wives, and um, then David with Bathsheba cheating, and just all this corrupt. Um, you know, back in the days of um, of Noah and all these things, right? save yourselves. How do we save ourselves? We repent and we become baptized and we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's simple. It's simple. Those who accepted this message, right, were baptized. 
the ones who accepted it, right? So that means that we have to accept this. This is something we have to receive, guys. We have to receive this. We can't just listen to this message right, right here, right now that I'm, I'm speaking to you and not accept and receive it, receive Jesus Christ and start walking in um, through the power of the Spirit. And pray, man, if you're experiencing sin, God, help me with this in this moment. Help me get better at this. Help me have an understanding of your will for my life. Help me understand your, give me a revelation of your great love, um, Lord, and help me, um, you know, help me, help me see, help me see, give me eyes to see, right? So let's keep going. Um, you know, I put, I wrote down, con confess, um, admit we are wrong, right? It's, it's, it's an admittance, right? Let's see, First um, John. We're going to First John now. One of the small books, right? First John 1, 9. Let's see. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Right? Right? So that, that's a good thing, right? That's how we... This is more... We're talking about repentance and conviction. After we receive... Um, conviction. We need to repent. Repent is confessing our sins, right? Confess it. Confess it. Bring it to the Lord and to ask him for forgiveness. And he is faithful and he is going to purify you from all your unrighteousness through the gift of the Holy Spirit, the free gift of the Holy Spirit that's going to help you um, fight against your flesh and crucify it. This is a daily walk, right? You know, the revelation of you receiving Jesus can happen in a moment, but that the daily walk of crucifying the flesh picking up your cross and following him is something that we can we have to do daily this is not a one-time thing it's a, a commitment it's a devotion it's a consecration right right we come to know him and then we keep his commands right we love him and um you know we want the love of the father within us right okay going down a little bit further let's go into first john 2 Two to three, right? He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the world, right? That is Jesus, right? This is Jesus that we're talking about, right? Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's the one through the power of his blood that we are purified. Oh, that, that reminds me. I'm going to throw this extra thing in there. Um, oh, man. There's this... The verse in Leviticus. Um, man, let me see if I can find the Holy Spirit. Help me. That I want to kind of throw in here because it talks about the blood and how the blood purifies us, right? How it, um, and this is in the Old Testament. This is before Jesus came, but I felt like it's almost like um, foreshadowing, right? Uh, a representation of, of the blood. Um, I believe it's Leviticus 17. Let's see. Is it 10? Right here. Oh, I found it. Wow. Okay. Leviticus 17, 11. For the life of the creature is in the blood. Right? This is, it's not talking about Jesus, but it's foreshadowing in my opinion, right? The life of us is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. Right? The blood is for atonement for us. And then it says, it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So, for us, the blood is atonement for our life, right? Therefore, I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat, hold on, eat the blood, nor may any foreigner residing among you eat the blood. Okay? The life of every creature is in the blood. 
Hey, where does this talk about for purification? Um, right here. Then they will be clean. Verse uh, 15. Right? Okay? That the, through Jesus Christ, through his blood, we are purified. We are made righteous. We are, this is not of our own doing. This is a gift, right? He even says it in here that, that um, where does let's go back, 1710. He says, and I have given it to you. So this is not, this is not a work. This is something that's given, right? It's given. He has given it to us to make atonement for ourselves, right? And on the altar, which is the presence of the Lord, right? This is good stuff. So, you know, the overall summary of this is, is we have to, without being convicted, right? Without the Holy Spirit revealing, right? Like I spoke about, I think it was the John 16, or maybe the second Corinthians one, where it talks about how, um, how he reveals, you know, um, that we were wrong and then he reveals righteousness, right? First off, you have to recognize, man, like Jesus Christ was a real man, fully God, fully man that came, died for you and me on the cross, shed his blood, was broken and beaten, rose on the third day so that we might rise with him. We are to, um, we are to identify with his death as our sins and his risenness um, as our righteousness, right? It's new life is what it is. There's death to the old self, death to what we were born into of the flesh by Adam and a new birth in Christ. So I hope, I hope we got something out of this um, today. And um, I hope that we have an understanding of why more un, of an understanding of why Christ came and that to, we need this conviction um, of the Holy Spirit so that we may repent and turn and walk in our inheritance. All right, so we're going to pray, and then um, that'll be it for this episode. So awesome, God. I just, I pray that you just come, convict us, Lord, cut us, prune us, Lord. We know that we need it, and we know that um, that we can be free of sin. Um, we were once sinners, Lord, but by your Son, we are no longer. We are no longer. We are free. And Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, um, there's freedom. And Lord, please give us a revelation of this freedom of sin, that we no longer have to walk in this, Lord, and help us receive your Holy Spirit so that we may walk in righteousness, that we may walk holy and blameless, the gift that you have given us um, to have the ability to fight and battle against the enemy and have all power and all authority over him through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that you just reveal that to us, Lord, and through that, you reveal your great love for us, Lord, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There was no work in this, Lord, except just receiving the free gift that you have given us, Lord. May we receive your free gift today. May we walk in our inheritance, Lord. May Jesus be our Savior and not death our Savior. May we glorify you in all ways with our minds, with our thoughts, with our actions, Lord from here on until we walk into glorification with you, Lord. I say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.